It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Hey everyone, this is the Almost World Podcast. Bringing to you mind-blowing interviews with guests from all over the world. So settle down, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh yeah, by the way, if you like the podcast, please support Elmo's World Podcast on Patreon. Your support is what helps the podcast improve more and more. Welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. This is Elmo, uh, your host, and we have my friend Lucas Jacks here. Lucas, can you uh, tell us something about yourself? Uh, I'm 21. I'm from Nacogdoches, Texas. Um... I enjoy writing. That's pretty much my big deal is I enjoy writing. Uh, I think scientists might would call me a nerd. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. What do you write about, bro? I I have a couple stories that I'm writing about. One is, um, I guess it's a story that's kind of, the theme is decay. Just everything kind of goes downhill, downhill. Like, light's fading out, darkness is gathering, and, you know... And the people in the story are just trying to trying to do the best they can to stop bad you know bad shit from happening. Uh, the other one is a bit more difficult to explain, but suffice to say, people live on the backs of giant turtles. Interesting. It's a fictional story. Yes, sir. Uh, fantasy. Okay, can you tell us about that? That that would be very interesting. Okay. Uh, which one do you want to know about? The the second one. It's people living on the backs of turtles. Yes, sir. It's sort of like uh, similar to. So a lot of myths that you, you hear yes. from, from other cultures. So basically the way I've done it is is I've tried to look at it sort of like from a scientific perspective. Like how could one – like suppose these turtles were real. How could one feasibly live on the back of them? So I've done a lot of math, and I've determined how big the turtles would be like as far as uh, square mileage or square, square kilometers goes, and they're pretty massive. Uh, their shells, I believe I said was, um, the smallest one was like 31 square kilometers, and the largest one was, I think, 120 some odd square kilometers, and I have giant cities on the backs of these turtles, and they, uh, what they do to survive is they will actually drill into the turtle and, like, like drain their blood and use their blood for, um, uh, sustenance, for housing, um, I've looked into this, and apparently you can make a lot of stuff out of blood, uh, 
I believe I believe it has pretty much every ingredient you need to make high quality steel. You can get salt, get explosives, you can get you can make glass, make alcohol, you can make several dairy products. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do with blood. You can get gold, silver, you can make um, depressants or you can make stimul uh, stimulants. There's all kinds of stuff you can make out of blood. Yeah, okay. So um but it's and so humans are sort of like parasites in your in the above turtles right they are they are a lot like parasites and um that's actually kind of a plot one of the plots in the uh, book is they're kind of trying to come to grips with the fact that hey are you know are we parasites are we are we bad and it's um it's kind of like a philosophy they're tossing around okay can we can you talk about the the philosophy there then like um for me like it's similar to what we're what's happening now on what on on earth like we are uh living off of other animals we're living off of the earth and uh, in a way we're uh, the, the earth is sort of paying the price but I, i guess the earth is still the earth you know it doesn't really care what you do to it i think i think this past year we've come to see that the earth can be kind of vengeful what with all the all the natural disasters and with covid and everything uh i don't know i feel like you, you know that law the third law of, i think it's the third law of physics where every action has an equal and opposite reaction i think that if we push the earth uh, the earth will push back like you, you know what i mean and i mean eventually we're going to push a little bit too hard and nature's just going to try to well i guess we're going to be sol we'll be screwed you know but what you know what i think like for example if we continue to say mine or pollute the earth for me the the uh the planet the planet doesn't really care about that it's, it's just a planet you know but uh, when you talk about like global warming and being a parasite on this planet or or that heating it up for a in long term effects i think that um the earth is re- irrelevant to that but it's simply how we look at what or what import value the future generations of humans living on earth has to us you know because it, again like um does uh, even if the the earth turns into like a, a a planet of magma doesn't matter but what matters is that how we we sort of preserve it in a way that it's still habitable for the future generations that that's i think what's valuable right and it's just it's seeming more and more to me like we're not doing that we're, we're destroying this place and the the earth is a beautiful place but mm-hmm. it like you said this constant mining the pollution just the economy is not good for the earth a good economy equals bad earth and good earth equals bad economy it's just i mean that's just the way it is because if you want the economy to be good it's got to be continually growing and continual growth means continual pollution continual mining you know but uh, but also if you want if you t- uh, want you wanna or hold the economy uh, as something that important You can you you might also consider immigration because if you uh, certain uh, countries like have worse and worse conditions because of global warming and the rise of this rise of sea levels, uh, it will affect immigration. And for one thing is for sure that's that's uh, that's a huge problem in terms of of the economy that's um that's that's interesting uh how do you mean it'll affect uh immigration well because uh, for example there's i think there's a country is in 
in an island in close to Sri Lanka and they're, they're actually like have a have a countdown of of what year their country, their whole island will be will be uh, deep immersed in water submerged in water due to rising sea levels so th- in a way their their country has already has a timeline and they they expect it to 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 disappear one day and so in and use and especially in in uh, uh country coastal uh countries in maybe southeast asia or or even in south america or yeah you know, countries like uh and when when the, the bad stuff or usually happen in these countries they're gonna want to move maybe the the like maybe the rich or maybe just those who who want a better life for them who don't who don't want to expect a hurricane or or floods every every two three or two months so <laughs> i guess it, that will always affect immigration and and not not just that but also i guess in a way like um um if if urbanization keeps growing um rural uh, rural life won't be as attractive compared to like living in cities so uh it, yeah and i think that that would be one one factor to it but i i guess that the worsening conditions to third world countries would be a reason for more I- illegal immigration and okay, so this is some. I'm just I'm thinking about this now, and I'm just trying to imagine how how one must feel to have like like have a countdown, a timer, basically on their home, like a people that's literally that's literally being evicted from like an entire country because of rising sea levels. It's it's awful, and it's just think that it's because of big companies wanting more and more and more they're literally evicting an entire people from their country and what and what gets done about it it's it's amazing to think about it's awful well i i, I guess that we can't all put uh the blame on oil companies because one thing is uh for sure they, they're just uh supplying a demand and the demand is that uh we the i think the whole global population just uh prefers using oil to maybe alternative uh, uh, things that use th- these energies like electric cars and uh, re- uh, things that would lessen their biologic their eco footprint you know so see yeah. I, I do agree I do, I do agree to an extent that yes they are supplying a demand but it, it's just like say with tobacco companies you know people do get addicted to like things you know not 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 necessarily like say nicotine or or you know or alcohol or stuff like that like you get addicted to um i guess easiness like uh, like luxury i guess is the word for it and they continually will sit there the, the oil companies just like just like the tobacco companies they will sit there and try to spoon feed this to you and say hey you need this trust us you need this and they will do everything in their power to make it seem like there's no true alternative to their fuel source. So they'll sit there and you know try to try to sell their wares, sell their product, while trying to you know downplay the fact that there are alternative sources to petroleum and fossil fuels. Yeah, but okay, maybe they they do play a role, but 
uh, imagine a like the whole population preferring uh, using electric cars to to using car well cheaper cars that use diesel uh, diesel or gas you know that 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 would be what that would in a way put oil oil companies out of business and like put give incentives to to people who make electric cars and actually in a way so help the world convert to that to more renewable energy but the thing is that you know like when you talk about like uh, for example uh electric cars or even even just just that um it's not really that eliminating the 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 pollution that it makes because you know it, when you talk about like the things that the, oh, like drilling like finding the materials to to make electric cars that takes a lot of pollution as well especially how you manufacturing manufacture it so it's it's more of a reducing thing but it's still a conscious choice towards a direction that is much better than what we have now so i i st- i'm still pro to to uh, electric cars uh, probably veganism but i guess that we we can all uh, remove beef from our from our <laughs> or pork from our yeah see i'm conflicted on veganism because i i do see the need like I do see where people are coming from. It's always good to be healthy, but at the same time, like if everyone were to convert to veganism, then like that's everyone eating plants. You would have a boom in like um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. Um, you you'd have a boom in like say livestock, animals, stuff like that, and then you would start seeing like uh plants and what have you, plants, trees, stuff like that. They would start being depleted much faster. Not really. Not- not, I, I, a, a little bit. Not, not well. Not we're not gonna eat like trees. No, no. I, we're, we're probably gonna consume uh, agricultural that, plants. Yeah, that, right? that's what so, I mean. I'm sorry, I'm tongue tied. So it, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be depleted because we're always uh, because as as a farmer, you're always gonna gonna plant something that uh, that will grow quickly, or at least the fruit bearing trees, you know, and. You know, imagine if the world, the 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 whole world relies on, on on plants. So we would want to keep plants alive. We wouldn't want to like uh, eliminate them all, eat them all up, and like Easter Island or something. <laughs> so really, in the way I see it, all these problems we're having, you know, uh, pollution, uh, rising sea levels, everything. It all boils down to one main problem in my mind, and that's um, that's overpopulation. There's too many people. I was thinking about I was thinking about this just like just a couple days ago. In just my lifetime, I believe there's been like an extra billion and a half people born. Like the population's increased by like a billion and a half is what I mean. That's insane to me that that the world population we're we're getting close to eight billion now. When when I was born, it was just six billion. I, I disagree though. I I think that um we're not really overpopulated because if you look at it, half the wor- of the world is obese and half the of the world is malnourished. Well, and there's some in the balance, uh, balance of course, but you you, you see that there are act- the over the resources actually is overwhelming already. There's no lack 
if of anything. It's just that we feel that some people deserve uh, more food rather than others. And, and you know, it, 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 I, I might be like saying that, oh, then we should like uh, do socialism, communism. No, I, I'm thinking that um, in the case of how we distribute resources, there there is always oh i think like it would be more beneficial to the whole human race if there would be some sort of you like universal basic income because the thing is that if some for example if someone doesn't have uh uh doesn't can't have like can even produce for for their own to, to eat three meals a day or go to school or even just have a cell phone in order to, to that is necessary if you want to like thrive on in on, on the, in the modern age you know if though if you can't even have those basic necessities you won't be able to maximize your production as an individual and i and that's why i think that that um, there, in in terms of how the third world countries are trying to catch up, the the uh, there's still a grow, there's still a huge potential that's not getting getting uh, maximized, you know, and, and it's not in it in its optimal form. But it, it, and you know, like if you look at Hong Kong, you know. The the then the the density of the population there is 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 so uh, there's like a lot of people you can fit there, and and like and you actually it, I think that it's like uh, if you look at like for example the size of Germany, and you and you uh, like use the density of Hong Kong and put like all the people of the earth in Germany in the density of Hong Kong we we could actually fit there and actually live together so there, if you're talking about space there's a lot of space and if you're talking about resources there's enough food for everyone it's just and water it's just that how we try to uh, decide who deserves this or that uh, there's a lot of factors that we can't just ignore, like n- nationality, um, your your uh, someone's job or whatnot, and, and I think that um, that's that's something that we we have to eliminate in the future, you know. But but I guess that the, what the role the huge uh, role that is that happens here here is that, um, for example, if I were let's say I'm Filipino right now. And I would want uh, if a if someone from let's say from from Malaysia would um, start a business in my country, I would sort of have like a nationalism deep inside me and feel like uh, oh what what like you don't have a sort of a right to to earn the same way I do in my country, you know because it, you you feel that uh, uh, you have something. Uh, like an ad- identity where you deserve more because it's you're from this area but yeah yes your home but the thing is um you, it's not really your home it's just the earth and you're just a human being that was born here you know it's it's not really inherent 
and and it's these are like social and cultural uh, things that were embedded in us. But I, and I think if you in the future, uh, you know, in I I would think that um, we we have to eliminate this and actually see look at every human being as as like a brother or a sister and we're all just one small village sharing this earth you know and it, it's it is it's, it is sort of utopian but i would love to think that that's the direction we're moving towards rather than oh this is my piece of land and nobody's gonna touch it nobody's gonna step on it <laughs> it's just me you know that 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 that's just for me that's immoral but I guess that in terms of what is immoral to what is supposed to happen right now because of the the conditions, well, we have to accept it. You know, we have to work together. Still. Right, and and as ideal as that would be, like you said, utopian. Um, as I, as ideal as that would be, it would be great. It would it would be nice to have everyone getting along. There's no you know, land claims. We you don't claim land as if it's ours. We own it. We just we all just kind of live and be. You know, we all get along. Problem is, so long as there is a difference between two people, there's going to be um there'll be tension. So long as there's as long as there's a difference between two people, they'll always find a way to end up um seeing the difference. And um the only way we're going to get world peace is if we're basically all one people, one identical people. And that sounds awful, because then you lose the borders of your identity. You know, like like the like the melting pot, America. Yes, it all assimilates and comes together, and it becomes one people. But like I said, you lose your identity in that. You know, the the components of what makes you you are sort of eroded away. But I have to uh, disagree, though. You know, uh, I think that. Um... In terms of identity, it's not. I think it when we let's say ignore nationality. Okay, like there's no American or no Filipino, there's no uh, Indian or Chinese. If we eliminate all that, identity won't be re- uh, reduced to nationality. But I, so and then uh, because we're all one people, we're all one culture. The the thing is that we would then focus on not a nationality or I sort of like cultural identity but more on you individual identity so it, it means that when we uh, we el- and eliminate like nationality uh, you can see actually the, the the growth of who you are because you if you're not the uh, not elimin- reduced to just oh you're a Filipino and that's that's what you're going to be for the rest of your life. You could follow some right of- labels. Yeah, and that I think that um, where we can focus on, for example, me as well, let's say artist or a writer or whatever uh, identity you would want to have. You know, it's you don't just reduce yourself to that. It, it, and I think that that's much better. If you ask me, you know, but I respect that, as you say, you might lose something, but I think there, there if you lose something, but the exchange is much better. That's that's my right. And like, I want when I say lose something, I wasn't necessarily meaning it as like a bad thing. You just you just 
you lose it that way, and it's not necessarily like the way I see it. A lot of people would see it that way, though. They they would see when you assimilate or assimilate, and um, everyone, you know, instead of becoming, say, um, you know, you're, you're Filipino or American, you know, we're just people. If you do that, and people would say, well, you're losing your identity. And whereas I would say, yes, you do a little. Not necessarily a bunch, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. If that made if that made any sense, my my ramblings. And 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 you know, like um, I think that in order for us to achieve or go in towards into this direction, um, I guess that we would have to look at how the the rate that globalization uh happens right now. And you and I and I guess that the role of social media in there is so important. <laughs> and, and but the the thing about that also is that when you look at countries like China or India, you know, the the what they or other countries is that what they do is they they control social media and that. Um, in order to keep their identity you know because um when when people like uh, keep discussing in and from in internationally they sort of get influenced in that so that's why china is all uh, is is the blocks all other social media and just um i guess they they all only indulge in themselves in their own culture so yeah so and they ban religion they ban uh, a lot of things and that's and, that's and they they do that to maintain power too mm -hmm. yeah exactly and so that you can also uh, see that um when it comes to power it's really really a delicate topic because you might say um you know like uh, is 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 China wanting to maintain power over its people wrong or is it is it right you know because it might be right in a way that they they hold law and order in their society and everybody's getting along and but there there might but but in in for example if you if an American looks at it like you can see like people losing their rights their freedoms but if you ask like a Chinese person are they happy with the government? Are they not? I would, uh, I would definitely say that they're probably happy with with what's happening, except for maybe Hong Kong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about the social scoring in um, China? I don't, I don't know near enough to like be able to discuss it, but pretty much it, there's like this um. There's like this score that they keep for every person, and depending on how good you are in the eyes of the government determines what rights you get. So if you have a high score, you get more rights. If you have a lower score, you get less rights, less privileges. Interesting. I didn't um, know. Uh, I can look it up, and I can, I'll can i send you a link to it, that, that can, a place that can explain it a lot better than I can. Yeah, okay. But And then um, – but you know, like if you – if you, in my opinion, I wouldn't want China to, to to be a, or be a citizen of China. It's just that I love my freedoms too much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
but I, I but I guess that if if I were in 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 China, I would definitely follow the rules. I wouldn't like it, it's their culture, it's their country, and whatever they want to to do there, well, I will have to conform. You know. Right. I I, I yeah I understand what you're saying. I get that. But but you know like um for example it it's funny though because um I just real uh found out like because it, it, the Philippines was like a former colony of Spain um and when it comes to naturalization in Spain like for other foreigners it would take them like more than ten years to be a naturalized uh citizen of Spain but for Filipinos if you live there with a like a proper visa for like two years. Then, then you can be nationalized. So, 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 like it's it's like, um, look, we 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 colonized you, we we enslaved you for three hundred years, and <laughs> and we sold you for into America for a million pesos. Okay, <laughs> so the um, this is the some of the privileges that you have for if you want it. So <laughs> it's really. <laughs> So, it, it amount it amounts to a pat on the back yeah, and a, a yeah here you go you know <laughs> a, a pat on the back and an insincere apology like sorry about all that you know <laughs> we are so sorry yeah <laughs> so but I, I don't know if that, if that's the same thing with like uh, the USA to England I don't know but nah not not necessarily well <laughs> That that's a whole different. That's story. a whole com- yeah. It's a whole complicated mess right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, but, but it's funny because like um, but then I guess that why would the, what what is their reason you know for the whole country of Spain their government to to hold this policy like oh because you were our former colonies and you you were different from other foreigners so. So why? So what's the their basis to this? I I just can't understand. Like, is it because they see uh, see us as also citizens of Spain before? That's why they it's easier for us to get their citizenship. I don't know. Is it maybe? Is it repayment? Maybe. I don't know. It could be reparation, or it could be a sense of yes, they still kind of see you as like citizens of Spain, for better or worse. I think that might be the case, whether it's you know good-hearted and good-natured, like hey, you know, you know, you you were part of us, you know, you were a colony of ours, so like because you were a colony of ours, we'll, we'll give you this you know special, I guess, privilege if that's what you want to call it. We'll give you the special privilege, you know, you can become a citizen over here. Or they could have it in sort of a, I guess, sort of a shady sense of, hey, you know, yeah, you're independent now, but you're still one of us, you know, that that stuff don't wash off, you know, it could. It could be that kind of sense too. I mean, you never know. I guess the, I I would look at it more as a reparation. That I I would accept that. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's a like I said, it basically amounts to a pat on the back. But I guess at least they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and you know, but um, in terms of like um the British, I I I, there, I have a friend like he talked about. That he he basically compared the British to to the Nazis, you know, because uh, of how he, like uh, in, as a uh, in more of like um how they 
they interacted with other uh and I don't say I don't want to say racist but other uh people, you know, or other nations. Nationalities. Yeah, other nationalities. Like and and even the even in like like the, the Scottish, the Irish, the Welsh, they they just hate the English. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. There's a there's a YouTuber I watch that's Scottish and he talks about it constantly. <laughs> But um, especially the no. Irish, I, I think there there there's a huge uh, I I still like hate to, I think of how the the English treated them before. Yeah, which if if you've if you've done any studying on like the history of the um of those wars between the the Irish, Scottish, and English, it it, it makes sense why there's still a little bit of bad blood between them. Because I mean. It's it's real easy to forget that yeah the British uh, during their imperial days were a lot like the Nazis they would go colonize conquer I mean that's what they did and if you didn't agree with them well you were SOL but the the, the thing about it is that if you really compare them to the Nazis then you have to like uh, compare the the dehumanization and genocide that the Nazis did the, would you say that the British also went it uh uh did that in that level because um for example if you look at like australia the i they know there's a there's a, a historical research there that the uh, the aborigines the people who are native to australia were reduced to like five percent of the pop their original population after right right and that and that that's genocide right there but i don't i don't mean to diminish anything that's happened like say in the holocaust or anything during world war ii i don't mean to diminish any of that that was awful but the brits they during their time like when they were real colonial they probably did more they did worse things than hitler did just it was spread out over the course of a longer period of time does that make sense a sum total they probably did a lot more damage than hitler did okay but i guess that you 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 can't blame them i'm not i don't know when it comes to blame i don't i don't blame a, a people i sort of i i guess that and I, I don't know if it's a, the the zeitgeist or but i guess that if if it's like if if that kind of behavior pattern like it keeps on going from like uh for 600 or 700 years and still the same thing like a people uh colonizing destroying killing i don't know i i can't say anything but at that point though you can't necessarily blame the people because that's like that's like i mean that's a that's a Really, that's a lot of like what um what Hitler did. He he blamed a people. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta look at the individuals, the people that are in power, in charge, pulling the strings, doing you know what have you. Those are the ones that are in charge, and those individuals are the ones that are causing a people to do bad things. Like like for instance, Hitler and his you know his advisors, if you want to call them that. Um, he did he did bad things, and he got the German people to do bad things. But a great many of them weren't along for the ride because they felt it was the right thing to do. A lot of them were along for the ride because they didn't see another choice. They feared for their lives and their livelihoods and their families, you know, their loved ones. So, yeah, you, you can't necessarily blame a people. You, you got to blame an individual person pulling the strings. But, I, uh, but as I said, like, um, if there's a pattern happening of this always happening, then then if it's just the people in power, let's say, uh, 
you know, I I guess that what should be blamed here is the idea of nationalism. Like, oh, it's big. Oh, it's us. I have to protect my tribe, my my country, and it's it's me or them. You know. So, and that's that's I think that um, colonization, for example, um, because it let. Uh, a, a country is more powerful than another uh, country there and they're able to to rule over them because of uh, technology or or military science or yeah and or resources it, it's it's really um i guess that you know if if i if you ask me if i if i would be willing as a as a filipino if we were able to have that power over another country would I personally like treat other the people of that weaker country and like kill them and and enslave them? I I wouldn't. They're not that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Right, because that because I mean you, you probably see it the way I do. That's that's another people. It doesn't matter if they're less advanced, you know, technologically or what have you. They're still another people. And, and you know, it, the majority of of the the of English before when they in their colonial colon, colonial period were were Protestant they were Christian and and I don't know what Christianity played in colonization but I think it was huge because, oh it was a huge deal mm-hmm. and if it's a huge deal then I want to know what specific uh, thought process. Like for example, if I was a Christian, like Bible believing uh, Anglican, you know, how would I rationalize my me like a soldier right now, like uh, uh, killing a, a, another people or like um, colonizing India, for instance? How would I rationalize this? Because if I believe in Jesus Christ and all that, uh, maybe I think they would think like, oh, these pagans, they. They they don't uh, they they need colonization so so we need to evangelize and convert them I don't know I, if that was their purpose I don't think it was it was just power and resources it that's what it was it was a power grab right it was a power grab for land for resources but they disguised it as a um a sense of honor or duty to to these people to convert them from paganism and all these, you know, uh, uh, filthy, horrible, you know, other pagan religions and convert them to Christianity, you know, the, 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 the good God, you know, that whole bit. Um, that, that's what happened with Spain and, and us, you know, like, that's why I'm like 80% of Filipinos are Catholic. And the thing is that I don't know why, like, um, we know in, in, in our books, like, the the friars the monk or the yeah uh, the catholic friars are, are depicted as evil uh, and like most of my country uh belie- knows that 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 the the this the spanish friars in in our time were were rapists they were just evil people you know right and so, right and they so, were horrible people mm-hmm. and and the and the and I, I don't know why they're still catholic though <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but yeah like you can see that the, the the reason as to why catholicism is in our in your country and so so why do you still have it but i guess 
I guess they they have it for other reasons. I don't know. A lot of times when religion makes landfall somewhere, it's hard to scrub away because beliefs there's there's a distinction between ideas and beliefs. Ideas before they're ingrained into a person, you can change them, you can modify them as needed, but a belief is ingrained and hardwired into a person and it is a bitch and a half uh, to get rid of. Pardon my language, I don't it's know. It's okay. It's here. okay. And, and and the thing about like um as you say like beliefs the, the what happens is when there's al- already a like a strong religious institution like a- embedded nationally you know so w- the the thing is that it, it actually automatically multiplies into the offspring and it just keeps going on and on and, and and what happens is that there is a, a huge uh, this, a belief system pa- being passed over from genera- generation to generation but there's not not actually any analyzation of of whether one should believe this or not it's just they already accept it from childhood you know right it, it's it's blind faith is what it is and uh, religion religion isn't the only one that's guilty of this politics politics are are quickly becoming the new religion. Uh, and hell, even even science, even science, a lot of scientists will accept something as fact. And then if you try to say, "Hey, hang on a minute, maybe this isn't as concrete as we thought it was," a lot of times the established, you know, the people that follow the established idea will jump on some new idea because, you know, you're, you're messing with their beliefs at that point. Science, in a in a, a lot of ways, is just another religion. It and it's bad to say that, but I mean that's just how it is. Because I mean, like I said, if if you try to come up with something that kind of shakes the foundation of you know well accepted you know belief structure of science, then people will attack. And I mean, there's I've heard a lot of stories about that. Yeah, and uh, you know, like um, this this goes back also to what when we were talking about the the the, the like colonization and the in the English and other country uh, countries no I, I'm not I, I, I love uh, 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 I have friends who are English and I, I don't have like I don't I'm not racist or anything it's not that it's just no, that, no, I got yeah <laughs> it's, it's that the for example in in religion it's that it's the dogmatic thinking probably especially nationalism religion politics science what you what you all you said no, it's the dogmatic thing that is that is that when when you share it to a, a small child, they they take all this into account and they they and they form their identity on it. And when they grow up, it they they already have these set beliefs, and there's no stopping them. They they won't analyze it anymore. It's just they hold it as as true. And they're gonna act on it, gonna live that way, you know. So I think that's what has happened with us throughout history. Humanity uh, getting taught by their parents what what they should believe, and they don't question it. And for me, like I I just disagree with dogmatic thinking. You gotta think for yourself, you know. You and if if the, if thinking for yourself does lead you to a faith, to a religion, to a science, to politics, then good for you. But if you didn't think about it, you didn't question it for yourself, then you should question it 
That's what. That's my opinion. Yeah, and that's like you said. You should question, and that's the thing. You should question everything. Don't take anything on blind faith. Don't take it, you know, just because someone else says this is so. Question it. Think about it for yourself. Because if you're not, you're taking it on blind faith. That can cause huge problems, you know, i.e., religion. And 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 then when, for example, um, um, the way you should question something is. That you don't have to uh, not believe it anymore. It's just that no, just you have take to... it with a grain of salt. Exactly, and when you when you do that, you're actually able to not just uh, it, maybe if you if you do find something wrong with it, you then you can eliminate it. But it also works both ways. That when you question your belief. It might actually help you grow into it more and know it more and actually develop it. Like, for example, if you question your faith, um, if you if you know that uh, you your faith, for example, in Christ, if you know that uh, there are some there are some weaknesses in 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 how in what you believe, it it might help you to question it to, so that you could actually grow in, grow in Christ more. You know. And that works also with science. Like in science, if you question something, it that's the scientific method, actually. <laughs> yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, what were you gonna say? No, no, no. I was just agreeing with you. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to say, bro. All right. But yeah, when when you talk about like science, uh, what do you mean that the scientific things that people all readily accept and don't don't question it anymore? What would those be for you? I can give you one case. This is something I heard about on a on a. Do, do you watch Joe Rogan? Yeah, I watch Joe Rogan. All right, are you familiar with Brett Weinstein? Okay, he's a. I can't remember exactly what he does, but he he taught at a university and he was a um a, is a broad term, but he was a scientist um and or I think he still is a scientist, but he, either way um discovered something about lab rats and like lab rodents and mice and what have you that um the uh, telomeres on them are like I think longer. I, I don't want to go too far into this because I don't want to butcher what he what he discovered, but um suffice to say he he found some stuff out about lab rats that potentially could completely like throw off like our scientific discoveries because these rats are now not genetically identical or not genetically similar to humans you know or not as similar to humans as we once thought they were because of the way we've been breeding them so um, it could potentially cause a lot of problems and it could invalidate a lot of testing they've done with these um, rats and he's tried to bring this up to a lot of people in the scientific community, and they basically just kind of laugh it off. Like, they, they don't put any time or effort into checking it to see if it's valid or an actual concern. They just tell him he's crazy and go on with his day, basically. And that's that's one of, one of the things. Um, there's also, I believe they discovered, um, I believe they discovered traces of human, like, intelligent human existence in the Americas like as far back as like I think a hundred thousand BC and a lot of people jumped on the jumped on this guy I think it was I think his name's Graham Hancock they they jumped on this guy because he said look there's evidence here saying that they were from way back then and um, the the people 
the, the rest of the people in the scientific community basically said, no, that's ridiculous, that's crazy, everyone knows that it's only been, you know, I think 40,000 years or something like that. And, and they're literally, they're not putting any time or effort or funding into, you know, studying this and seeing if it's actually possible. They're just trying to cling desperately to um, the, the beliefs that they already have. Because at this point, it's not facts; it's belief. They believe it's just the 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 oldest, the the earliest uh, settlement was like forty thousand years old. But now there's evidence that it could be a hundred thousand years old, and they don't want to hear it because it's shaking the foundation of what they know and what they believe. Yeah, that's that's true, bro. And and um, I guess that what's happening is. Um, because there's a scientific consensus, you know, they, in a way, it, anyone who deviates is wrong. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's a lot like how religions do. <laughs> that, and that would be something that we wouldn't want to happen. But uh, I guess that there, in terms of the scientific consensus, I, I guess that nobody really cares about the scientific consensus, you know? And if there's a, like a, a, a scientist who wants to study uh, something that might deviate from the communi scientific community or what they currently believe, then I think that it's good to challenge, you know? And, but, but yes, there, there is this uh, dogmatic thinking in the science community and it, sh it shouldn't be. It just, that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and but what do you think about um, uh, the the age of the Earth? You know, like or or aliens because that that that's a huge thing that has like been on my mind, especially when I think about the pyramids. Like, how did this did, did people create the this back when back then when there's no such technology? Do you believe in aliens, extraterrestrials? You don't. Um, I believe in them in a sense. I, I'm not going to pretend that I know what they're like. I'm not going to say that they're some little gray men, but there has to be something. Like As vast as the universe is, there has to be something else besides us. I don't know. I don't know what – like like I said, it's just – the universe is just so massive that I mean, it can't just be us. Hell, it, even our galaxy alone is so massive it can't just be us. Well, I I think it's 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 an either or like um, uh, it for me like it's it's this like if there are aliens on in the universe and they that they do exist, they they it then it should be teeming with life, you know, <laughs> because because it be if in an in an infinite uh universe and uh, I guess that uh, we've already the universe will be like. Fourteen billion years, then that's uh, like a a lot of time for a lot of civilizations to grow and ev and evolve and develop like science and space travel and time travel. So so you would expect like because this universe is infinite, like and, and um there would be there would be the civilization that has uh, taken over, taken control of everything and everywhere but that's not what that's happening it, mathematically of course that that's that that's what like mathematicians expected 
but in in our case then if we if, if it looks like we're alone then when i would believe that we're just they're alone that's my opinion like the way i see it though is just because these other aliens or extraterrestrials whatever you want to call them because they ex- they exist like i the way i see it they have to exist but hell they could just be a lot like us they could have been just a little bit quicker you know to figure out certain technologies but just like how we have this habit of fighting and uh, fighting and sort of cannibalizing ourselves, you know, human the human race likes to attack itself and anyone that's you know different from their tribe. Who's to say that the aliens aren't the same way? You know, who's to say they didn't just they didn't just take this whole tribalism to a completely different scale and wipe each other out? And that's why you don't see them, you know, because they're gone. Um, I mean, you just you don't know and. Hell, that they could not even be um, like, like flesh and bones like how we are. You know, they they could be some kind of higher, you know, consciousness. You just you don't know. What I do know is, well, I guess I can't say that I know, but what I'm almost certain of is that there has to be some. Can't just be us. But but you know, in my opinion, I I I I guess that I also believe that the Earth is like old. You know, and it's really old, for, and I believe that, like, I guess two billion years old, right? That's uh, that's what they believe. Mm-hmm. And so, if in 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 that sense, that because also I'm I'm also a Christian, and I I believe in the Bible, and I don't I don't I don't uh, deny that, but I also believe in evolution, and science, and I think that um in a way God used evolution, uh, to, uh for creation. And I don't see that as a contradiction, but that, and so what I how I would like look at the pyramids and like like look there's this uh, just impossible construction in like for five thousand years ago, and we don't know how people did this. So I would say that um, in in my opinion, in how that looks to me, it's sort of a like. The, the 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 time before Noah, you know, when people were or where people were were like <laughs> it like aged to a thousand years old and were so skilled at things and, and their crafts. That that's how I would look at it. That civilization before was was so badass, and but we just got wiped out, and so there's none of that anymore. That that and and that Egyptians just found this place, that this pyramids, and just built like rejuvenate, redecorated it, and claimed it as their own. That's my opinion, but I know it sounds crazy, but uh, that that's just how I look at it, and I don't say that I can't say that it's the absolute truth. Now, this is something interesting that I've always looked at. Have you ever heard of ley lines? Ley lines are basically these lines that go running across the globe, and they kind of intersect in sort of a grid that covers the globe. Okay, And at most of the intersections on the ley lines, there are important religious sites or um, important like uh, monuments or monoliths that are standing at right at the intersections of these lines. For instance, um, uh, the Great Pyramids. Uh, the heads on Easter Island, uh, Anchor Wat. Um, uh, I think the um, the uh, I think it's I think it's the pyramid at Teotihuacan, or it might be Machu Picchu. I'm not sure which. 
But somehow, way back a long time ago, our ancestors managed to put these things perfectly on these intersections, on these ley lines. So that way you can follow one of the lines straight, like a straight path from one monument all the way over to some country that they may not have even known existed. And on another intersection on those ley lines is another sacred religious monument. But how do you take into account the movement of the tectonic plates though? Right, because in a long time it, they might have been moving and so it sort of changed. How it, it might have, it might have, but if you look at it like on a scale of um, 10, a human years? existence, okay. yeah, they're not going to move very much. Okay, true. They'll, they'll move. They'll move a lot over the course of millions and billions of years, but ten thousand, maybe a, maybe a few feet, not too much. It's it's just interesting that they they had to have had some kind of technology. I'm not saying it's alien, but they had something that they used to. Um, to make these things. I, I mean, you can even look in the Bible and you can see, um, I mean, you can see examples of tech in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you, like, um, I can't remember the exact story. I mean, there was you, a story. Do you mean the Ark there of the were, Covenant or something? A, yes, the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, there was a story where they carried the Ark into the battle and the enemies of the uh, the Israelites, I think it was the Israelites, they captured, they defeated the Israelites and took the Ark of the Covenant and put it in one of their temples. Do you know what started happening to the people around the temple where the Ark of the Covenant was housed? Yeah, they, they sort of started dying. They started dying, and it was described in the Bible as fingernails falling out, teeth falling out, hair falling out, skin turning green and covered in boils. That's radiation poisoning right there. Radiation poisoning was described in the Bible. Well, well I don't know, but th then why were the Israelites not radiation poisoning? Was it how they they handled it using like the tabernacle and the washing and 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 customs? It may have been. Um, that's one of those things I would have had to have been there, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I can't but say you, for but sure. it's right like because like uh, Jews have like so strict laws on how they handle the Ark of the Covenant and like priests like for example when they enter the presence of the Ark, the Ark in, in like the temple he would have to like uh, have a, a rope tied to his leg so that if he like uh, sort of perform something inside of the the uh, vicinities of the Ark and he died all of a sudden people could could like pull him back with the rope if he so so yeah the, the and radiation it it might have been ra radioactive but i i guess that in 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 that sense like i guess that you know for 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 the jews that the ark of the covenant was a symbol of uh or of god's presence him god him presence presence but I, I wouldn't deny that God's presence would manifest in in the in the deadliness of radioactive poisoning. That would be that would be reasonable, you know. I I guess that would be a case. But yes, it it could be technology. I'm not. We we don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
it's just and another thing too, like like with the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, and they said it rained fire and brimstone. I mean, hell, you could you could interpret that as a nuke if you wanted to. I mean, I'm not saying it's a nuke, but like, I mean, if you, if you look back and you read the Bible, you can see cases of technology. You know the Dead Sea? Yes. They said that that was the the previous Sodom and Gomorrah, but I disagree. You know, because uh, it's just that the Jordan River uh, goes directly to the Dead Sea, and so it doesn't receive uh, or doesn't uh, push away the salt or anything. So it just uh, stays there in the Dead Sea. But yeah, the, I, I'm not sure, I guess. that. But you're right. The, the, also, I think, um, the how about the flood? Like, what do you think of the flood or the ark? It may be a spaceship. That would, that would be the, how some would, uh, would argue. <laughs> um, I don't know necessarily about a spaceship. Um... What I was thinking with the ark, because all right, so every pretty much every culture around the world has a story of a flood, right? That means that I don't know. I can't necessarily say that the whole world flooded. Maybe the ice caps melted a long time ago and it raised sea levels, but it didn't necessarily flood the whole world. I'm not sure. It's been too long and it's been you know passed down word of mouth. You you, you can't say for sure, but. With the story of the Ark, if it's true, the way I've I've come to think about it, if it's true and if it's feasible to put you know every animal onto this boat, it would have to be a uh, DNA bank. You would have to take the DNA of every animal that existed at that point, uh, DNA from a male and DNA from a female, and put it onto this boat. And then once everything's wiped out, then the waters recede. And you take the DNA that you've you know collected on this boat, and you, uh, I guess, clone, <laughs> make a make a genetic copy. Whether or not they had the capability, I can't say. But in my head, the way I would feasibly say they 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 pulled that off would be a DNA bank, if it's true. Well, that, that that's nice. I I guess that um, I watched the uh, the mo- a movie about that. But but have you heard like of a, like. Uh, watch Prometheus. I have not yet, and I need to. Mm-hmm. It, it's a. It's like about um, a spoiler alert. Like uh, humans um, f- discovering the that ancient their ancient astronaut history, you know, and, the, and but and that would be that um, a species of aliens like implanted uh, or made the humans. And they just left us alone and forgot about us, you know. And that's interesting to look at it. But, but actually, in in terms of like their arguments for God, like okay, so if if the aliens made us, but who made them, you know? So, so that's one thing too. So it's still still a huge question. Yeah, that's something I actually address in one of my books, just so I have a way of rationalizing it myself. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I, I but say, also, hey man, like it's been like more than an hour of talking now. I I didn't notice the time. 
Good gracious. I did not realize <laughs> the time passes, yeah. don't it, sir? Yeah, and so thank you so much, bro, and I hope that we could have more conversations, bro. Of course. Anytime, my dude. And you have got anything to plug? Uh, I guess if people want to find me on uh, on the internet, I'm uh, I'm Franklin Durano pretty much everywhere. That's uh, do, do you need me to spell it out? No, no need, man. All right. All right. Yeah, just look up Franklin Durano. I'm... So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car. Like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out ebay motors has 122 million parts it's always the right fitment so you can follow any recipe to a t whether it's a vintage italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a german luxury car that's as complicated as almost roulade to cook up something great in the garage use the ebay motors app or visit ebaymotors.com let's ride from hbo's insecure and executive producer Issa ray comes a new satirical true crime podcast we stay looking after investigating the disappearance of a missing black woman and looking for LaToya, Carrie J. Vaughn is back as citizen sleuth Rose Cranberry. Through comedy, We Stay Looking sheds light on the serious issues of systemic racism within the media and the criminal justice system. Produced by Radio and Tinderfoot TV with HBO, new episodes of We Stay Looking are available on all podcast platforms. And you can binge the entire season now on HBO Max.